0: I'm still in my head saying oh you can't you can't do this you're not good enough to do this and I'm like yes I am.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, Emily Reagan here. Before we get started, please go sign up for my brand sparkly new masterclass, How to Specialize Online. We'll be covering the five in demand online skill sets for the freelancer, for the service provider, for the virtual assistant who is ready to charge more and work with higher quality clients. We're going to help you signal that you're more than just a VA going to help you start raising your prices and we're going to give you some direction and where to niche down. It's going to be awesome. Go to emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. You'll find the link in the show notes too. So today I brought on one of my very own students, Victoria Lambert. We did an interview with her a little while back about the VA crash course and why I want you to listen to her today. She is a prime example of a woman who knows her shit. Like she has owned her own business. She has done the digital marketing game, but she still took the crash course to fill in those holes to give her the confidence and to help jumpstart her consulting business. So she has a good eye for design. She's a great eye for branding, and she's trying to niche down to help business owners go in that direction. And she has what it takes. I can't wait for you to meet her and just be inspired because she's somebody who has a rich history tons of work experience, and wasn't afraid to start over and start with something new. I think you're going to find her story very vulnerable, very motivating, and very inspiring. So let's listen in. All right. Hey, everyone. I have a special treat for you today. I have Victoria here, who is going to share her journey to being a digital media VA. So say hi and tell everyone where you're
0: from. Hi, everyone. My name is Victoria Lambert, and I am uh, actually from Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada.
1: Yes. And you have such a unique story because you have a great past, lots of work experience. And I want you to set everyone up with all of the things you've done and just show off your your variety and your skill set.
0: Well, I mean it helps that I'm an old lady so I've got a lot of years of experience behind me um, for many many years i I did the secretarial route but then I went to uh, back to university as a single parent so it was pretty pretty uh, challenging and I got my degree and from there I was able to move into more specialized work um, I worked with uh, you know community development and um, and project management and things like that so predominantly in the poverty industry so I've got um, a strong background there but i didn't like it all that much. <laughs> and so I, I, I migrated into education. So I worked for 10 years here in British Columbia at UBC's Faculty of Medicine. And my job was to support medical students. So basically, I was acting as a bit of a counselor, and I helped them to um, to plan out their future as, as residents and into their doctorhood. So that was really challenging. But, um, but there was this sort of niggling in me to be creative, which was really quite surprising. My brother is an artist, and my mom was an artist, and both phenomenal. Um, and I always thought of myself as well; they're the creatives, and I'm the smart one. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was okay with that. I, there was never any jealousy, or there was never any kind of concerns with that. But I just never really explored it. But then all of a sudden, I was probably around forty years old. Oh, I just sort of half gave my age away. And um, uh, yeah, but around forty, and I just started to dabble, and uh, it just kind of went from there. And as a result. Around, well, 2012. What is that? Eight years ago, nine years ago now? In 2012, after doing some interior design and renovating a few houses, that's kind of where I took my creative outlet. Um, my brother and I um, created a company uh, for um, a specialty furniture paint, which was so unexpected, so right you know just uh right out of left field for me really um except for the fact that it had to do with interior design so my interest was in the color um i was wanting to paint a piece of furniture and my brother said well why don't you just you know use this kind of paint he called it a fat paint meaning it was thicker than a normal paint uh, that's what fat paint means. And that's the product that we created. And I said, sure. So I tried it and it was phenomenal. And I said, Well, we should, we should do this for a living. It was just sort of a joke, <laughs> tongue in cheek. And he says, Okay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that was I unexpected like as well. Your style. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yes, absolutely. So um, you know, he had the recipe and I had the the color knowledge background from doing the interior design and decor that I'd done for for many years up till that point. And and off we went, uh, and we had a, a successful, a very growing, at least into the last year business. Um, yeah, that we just sold last year. We sold the asset, the primary assets, to last year.
1: Yeah. So you sold your paint company. So you were doing a lot of social media and stuff on the for period A whole for
0: your lot. Paint. And you know what was interesting, um, Emily, was that we started so 2012 into 2013, and that was when Facebook gave you just so much attention that you didn't need to pay for it. You didn't need to work for it. And uh, I have to tell you, it was a little bit addictive, Um, (laughs) but I was okay because Brad was making the paint I, w- I was in charge of securing retailers to purchase and sell our paint and um and just putting all the pretty together on on uh on fir- first facebook and then we got into the instagram and pinterest and yeah. so on and so forth from there um and then it became a struggle to start get to to get the likes and things and so now then i had to learn how to strategize how mm-hmm. to build the content to build the pe- to bring the people especially um different funnels and things to try and get new retailers to come Toward us because yeah. that is challenging. In the beginning, all I did was create a Facebook page and they came.
1: Yeah. But eventually
0: they stopped coming because you had to work for it a whole lot harder.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I was working for Jennifer Allwood back in right, 2014, 2015, when all she had to do. Not to discredit her at all, but if she went live, if you know, if you just went live, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like all it would take, and everything was so new, and Facebook would reward early adapters, and so, and even Pinterest was different, you know, five years ago, and now it's getting harder and slower to grow my clients, and you know, not that it can't be done, but you're just not going to see the same rate.
0: Yeah, so, well, um, back when I was uh, dabbling in Pinterest, it was mostly just about. Pinning and creating boards, and people were following. But it really wasn't—it wasn't a funnel that was going to work for me, at least not in the beginning. And by the time um, it really was something that I could capitalize on, I wasn't fully engaged in that um, that medium, which was a bit of a, a, a bad—not not not the best. It would have been a good platform for me to use. Yeah,
1: Wait, I mean, you're how many people are on your team? I mean, you can't do it all,
0: right? <laughs> um, well, it always kind of varied. Certainly, for most of the the beginning years, it was just me. Um, I probably got my first assistant um, when we were about three years in. and um and then that person was doing the admin, and I was doing the social media and and you know sales and things like that. By sales, I mean predominantly to retailers. We did have a storefront as well. So we had walk-in sales, and I did try and encourage that kind of thing through my social media activities, but predominantly, it was, Retailers who would sell our product.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're trying to sign up uh, stockists and retailers to represent your paint company and sell their paint That's in their right. store and their e-commerce yeah. sites.
0: So and you we, had, have, we had retailers all around North America, which is great. Oh, my gosh. You had such
1: a big start going into this. How were you learning all of this? Um, a
0: by the seat <laughs> of my pants. Now. Truthfully, because of my interior design background, I had spent probably around three years blogging. So I did an awful lot of blogging beforehand. I also, because of my, of my education and the things that I would do around community development, I was really quite focused on communication and the idea, different ideas and different ways to engage with people. So that part came kind of naturally. So eventually when I created a Facebook group, for example, for the business, um, it was something I loved to do. And one of the things that I really prided myself in with, in relation to my retailers is creating that community where they felt supported because this is not simply a product that you buy and you put on your shelf right there's a whole lot of nurturing that goes along with it and training of your retailers so they understand your product um a person it's not like a bar of soap where a customer comes in and just buys it and walks out because it or a candle because it smells so good um they're going to be asking a whole lot of questions and i needed to make sure that my retailers understood yeah. um all about all about the things and then constantly having to create new things and um and engaging as much as i could so yeah, yeah. slower good oh go ahead sorry
1: i was gonna say if those customers don't use your products right and don't have success and don't experience a transformation they're not going to come back and they're not going to repeat. they're going to blame the products
0: so you have this whole education part on some of your social media <laughs> educating customers, but also educating retailers. And so I created, I had a private Facebook group for retailers where they could ask questions and we could communicate even around such um, mundane things as delivery and challenges in wintertime shipping. And, you know, those are all sorts of things I needed to communicate. Um, Yes. So, so it was about nurturing community and communication. And so those sorts of things, once, Facebook rolled out the whole Facebook group thing. Boy, that was one I jumped on real fast. I was a whole whole lot slower to lives. Um, I was afraid to go live. But but once I did, um, I felt felt like it it came pretty naturally for me for the most part. I think, you know, someone would have to go onto the Facebook business page and into history and see how they think I did on the lives. You know, it's not always easy to demonstrate paint and talk to the camera and look interesting but yeah. I think I managed. Okay.
1: Good for you. Do you have yeah. any tips or checks for anybody who's dealing with a client who doesn't want to go live?
0: Um, be yourself, be as natural as you can. Um, try and bring, you have to show your smile in your eyes because they're not going to be able to see your smile and they're not going to be able to see your energy unless it's visible. I've seen yeah. people go live and I know they've got phenomenal personalities, but they're as dead as can be on you know, like this. <laughs> and it's really, you have to just Give that extra little bit of push. Do you know what it reminds me of? Um, Tyra Banks and that television program that she had. Yeah, because i model, and you're supposed yes, to. Yes, I say, just your eyes. So <laughs> but, I mean, I wouldn't go that extreme, but you know, I I'd it. make sure that if I and always don't look like right now. I find myself wanting to look at my my camera or the view here. And I know when I'm doing that, I'm not looking at you or I'm not looking at the people. Hello people. Yeah, so you yeah. have to make sure that you're looking yeah. where that camera is. And that's another thing that's, uh, is really important to remember.
1: That's hard for me anyway with eye contact, but I had to put like a little sticky note up there that said, look at me. And I yes. was terrible. I mean, I'm still like getting there, but uh, right now I look at you because I were in an interview, but I just try to put you like right under the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So those are those are the sorts of things that I know that when I was learning, I had to remember. But if, but personality is key and being as natural and yourself as possible. Don't be fake. Yeah. And don't try people to be want real. real.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so many we have so many of your peers and your fellow students here sharing you on and they cannot believe your background. And I want I wanted to bring you on here to show people that. This is a smart field to be in and you can make this business whatever you want. And we have so many talented women coming from degrees and experiences looking for just something new. Like there really is something for everyone. And here you owned your own paint company. It's crazy. So what, what happened after you sold the paint company?
0: Oh, to be quite honest, and I'm going to be very honest with you all, I I've, I've fell into a huge funk and it's been really, really challenging to move myself out of it. Um, it was a reluctant sale of assets. Um, we had um, encountered some struggles. Uh, rent costs were going up things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I, uh, in hindsight could have, um, created more solid funnels to try and recruit. Um, so all things that you recognize and after the fact, and then by that point it's a little bit too late. So we were fortunate enough to be able to find someone to take on the brand, which was something that was really important to me because I was quite committed to my retailers and I didn't want them to lose the product on their shelves. So that felt good. Um, but then I got home and I'm like, what the, I was about to swear. I swear too much. <laughs> what the heck do I do now? You know, you I didn't. I, I just,
1: however, you know, I don't know about my audience, but I do have no kids in the room, so if it slips out, I won't judge you.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'll I'll try my best to be polite. Yeah. Um, I think it's from um, so much time uh, spent with my brother in a production facility. You know, you just let the words flow. But seriously, um, we separated ourselves from the business business in August. You didn't fully sell until later, uh, last year. But, um, but I was pretty much out of it apart from some training of the new owners. And, um, and I just sat around at home trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And, you know, I thought to myself, I really like social media. I really like content creation. I really like helping someone to build a brand. So if anyone goes over to the fat paint page and has a look at that brand, it's very distinct, very sarcastic. I mean, just the name fat paint is sarcastic. People would say, well, what does that mean? And, and um, you know, it was always a lot of fun to try and describe it. So <laughs> the creation of brand is something I, I really um, like a lot. And then, you know, I thought, well, I like interior design. Should I go back into that? Or, you know, I really like, uh, but then there's this part of me that doesn't want to be creative anymore either, at least not in relation to hands-on. When it comes yeah. to computer stuff, I, I, I really still enjoy it a lot. So, no, it was just really, really confusing. And then it just kept coming back to the fact that, I wanted to get out of my world. And I thought, well, I want to be able to travel the world. I want to go anywhere, but how can I do that without money? (laughs) You need to have money for that. So I thought, well, my computer and do that. And it just sort of, you know, slowly came to my, to my mind that, um, there's a whole lot of this that I could be doing. Now I know that what I need to do now, because I'm so new at this, is I need to niche down into things that I am best at. Um, so right now I'm keeping things pretty general, but, um, but I'm finding that it, it could very well work. I don't want to work for someone else now that I've worked for myself. I mean, I certainly, helping a client is a little bit different than having a boss. Right. Because I can participate in that relationship in a different kind of way. I'm coming to them with an expertise that they don't necessarily have. Um, and, I, and I suppose in a boss-employee kind of relationship, there's a bit of that as well. But you're still beholden to that boss. And there are rules to follow. And, you know, yeah nine to five to keep uh uh, that doesn't work for me
1: it's like you still have to find that balance of keeping your clients happy but there are just different boundaries and you really decide what those are and i've made mistakes in this area and a lot of it you kind of let them down when you're just getting the work but as you grow it it
0: will feel you can kind of be
1: hater (laughs)
0: you'll get there. It doesn't happen at the
1: beginning, but it- it's
0: absolutely true. And you choose the clients that you want to work with. If there's something that isn't meshing, you can walk away. I worked, like I said, for 10 years, um, with, uh, um, the university here, I had an associate Dean that I worked directly with who was an absolute, witch with a, with a capital B and <laughs> cause I'm trying not to swear for you. Um, <laughs> she was horrid and I'll tell you, here's the story. This is kind of fun. One time she went away on holiday and she came back and she brought me as a gift for her holiday trip, a spatula. And I'm like, what the F are you thinking, lady? I don't bake. What makes you think I bake? Why do I want a spatula from your vacation? Like, who are you and who do you think I am? the funny thing is, and by the time I left, I'll tell you, I was sick and tired of her. I was sick and tired of working for a boss. It was just horrid. And, um, on the last two weeks I'd given my notice. Um, the last two weeks were heaven. My last day, I just smiles all the time. Right. And then I sat home and that was another transitionary point. And like, what the heck do I do? And that was when I discovered the paint and Brad and I made paint. Um, but when at first we were mixing our paint, in this one fashion, and it wasn't working for me because it was really backbreaking. And I said, "Well, I'm going to use my KitchenAid mixer uh, <laughs> and my spatula." <laughs> <laughs> what color? I was thought bad. you know, is the spatula special in any way? Is it beautiful? It was just, it was just a, a, a. I'll tell you, in relation to paint mixing, it was a very hard spatula. It was plastic, <laughs> but not plastic. It was rubber, you know, with a good, a strong handle on it perfect for cleaning out the bowl as I was pouring paint into uh, like, into containers like <laughs> yeah, back in the day when we were just making small amounts of paint yes now unfortunately part of the history of fat paint is um a year into less than a year into business there was this massive fire that destroyed our building oh, and nice. um I lost my spatula and my KitchenAid mixer but that's all right. By that point, we'd moved to great big, huge industrial mixers. So,
1: note to self: find Victoria a unicorn spatula for Christmas. theory <laughs> <Harry>, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me how you found my course in my world, because we.
0: That's, a, that's an easy one for me, and you know the answer to this one already. I don't, I don't even, we haven't even talked about this, everybody in advance, but she knows. Yeah, um, a, a good friend of mine, Wendy Batten, um, mm-hmm. she used to be back when she owned a shop called Front Porch Mercantile, she used to be a stockist of fat paint. I cajoled her into carrying my paint, and she did, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm always eternally grateful for that. And then, um, uh, later on, she helped me do recruiting of students. Um, I took I've taken two trips out to Lunenburg to see her place there, um, and if you haven't been to Lunenburg, people, it's the most special place in the world. Seriously, after selling the business, I had a little bit of money in my pocket, and I thought to myself, "I'm just going to move to Lunenburg." <laughs> but I'll tell you, Wendy, if you're uh, if you're watching this at all, because I know sometimes she pops in, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I couldn't I couldn't imagine living in a world of ticks that give you to disease. So I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> No, no. So I've <laughs> been squeamish about that. One time we were at a a resort along the uh, the beach, and a, and a, she caught a flea crawling on my uh, my back of my jacket. I'm like, ah, heebie jeebies. So no, Lindenburg was absolutely gorgeous. And if there weren't for if it weren't for ticks, I would be I would be there in a in a heartbeat. It's so gorgeous. And so yeah, Wendy. And so I think um, was Wendy maybe an affiliate and sharing, or did she just? At at any rate, I I. Yeah, I I knew
1: you owned the company and you, when you joined my course, I was like, I I was, I was excited and and I knew you were were coming with this experience and I was really curious what you were going to do with it. And it's cool because I'm getting a lot of job leads from other creatives. So you can keep your hand in the business and scoop up some of those clients, but not have to put in the backbreaking work of. The creative side. Like, I feel like this type of work, I still get a creative, tangible output. I'm just not, you know, physically, you know, working with my hands in the same way. But does it kind of like, do you find that too? Does it kind of like check that box for you?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it is, like I said, a little, well, actually, this was something that Emily, sorry, and everyone we were talking about before we got on here live. But I've got a client here now who is extremely creative. Um, and the challenge I'm finding is, um, because I'm so accustomed to being the boss in my own creative environment that it's difficult. Um, This is the challenge. The the only challenge I'm really having is, is um, not saying this is the way it should be and have it become that way. Um, She's got her own, she's got her own agenda and her own brand to build. And so I have to really take a concerted effort to step back and allow that to happen. And time you know, uh, there have been several times over the last few weeks that we've been working together the last month or so, where allowing that to just sort of naturally happen, I've learned that she knows her she knows her brand a little bit better than I do, and so I should just just zip it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. but she I'm has taken my <laughs> yeah, she has taken uh, some of my advice, which is great. For example, she has at least until now. Done her lives for one full hour every single day, and I'm saying I said to her, "That's too much. That's too much." And she wouldn't listen to me at first. No, she and Now she's starting <laughs> to come around, and she's saying, "I'm starting to realize that maybe I should just be doing three a week." And I said, "Would you consider taking them to half an hour?" And she said, "No." So at least I've got her down to three a week. I don't know if she started that yet.
1: Podcast is sponsored by my very own gift and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. And what she needed was she needed someone like you who was going to step in and be a little bit of a bossy pants because of her, how she is and how creative and we love her to death, but she needs somebody to focus her who remembers the big picture of what we're trying to do. We're trying to make money, not just do
0: Facebook lives. And yeah. you, I mean, five hours a week, Emily, and yeah, she decided yeah. on a whim to do it again on the weekend, you know, I mean, yeah. That's But she
1: needs somebody to step up to that sidekick role. And you're not just an admin VA getting the blogs out. Like you're keeping her on par, on par. That's probably, you're like on, on route to success. And she needs, she needs a conductor. (laughs) Like nobody.
0: And I have to decide, actually, that's when we talk about niching down, Emily, that's where I have to decide whether or not that is a direction I want to niche into. I know that becoming, um, what's it called again? Um Amy Amy Porterfield calls her 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 primary right hand what's her that integrator. job called integrator, integrator yeah. um there's so much involved that's essentially I think what I'm doing for my current client I've got actually three clients two okay. are past retailers um and uh they're not paying me I'm just sort of doing things for them on the side but it was great because one was website um helping her with her website and getting it moving and looking a little bit better and that was easy to do and the other one was Shopify, which I'd never worked on before. So it was good experience.
1: Oh, I love that you did it. You totally did the unicorn
0: way and jumped in. Yes, I did. Absolutely. And she she said she needed to do a do it do do I know anyone who knows Shopify? And I'm like, I know WooCommerce. Let me give it a try. But at any rate, uh, so this is my first paying client and what the heck was I going to say? Just that um,
1: down into an integrator role or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I know after having done it for years and years and years, I don't like doing admin and I don't like doing the scheduling and I don't like um, telling people like keeping track of other people's schedules. So um, could I be an integrator? I certainly have the capability to be an integrator. Do I want to be an integrator? I have to figure that out. So that's kind of what I'm doing for my current client and we'll see what happens. Um, uh, What I'd rather do is work my way into a role where maybe she's got someone else doing some of that more basic stuff. And I can still play the integrator role in that I am conducting, if you will, those activities. Yes. That's a role of an integrator is to balance and make sure that everyone's doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. Um, I'd be certainly, and that's to be truthful. That's where I I really do well is when I am the leader in the group, but to do that kind of work myself, it's just painful and I'll avoid it like the plague. I am
1: on the same boat as you. I mean, I could step up and do it if needed, but that's just not my fun zone. It's not my desire zone. But I do like being the creative director. I do like coming up with the ideas for the blogs and the pins and it like all comes together for me Mm -hmm. and telling people on the team to make it happen.
0: You and me, Emily, we're sisters from Mm -hmm. a different misters
1: but people people need us people yes and that's why in my webinar i talk about that fifth one is i i I don't really know what to call us but we're the consultants you know we can see the high level view and we can pull out interesting you know content from that Mm -hmm. and that's needed it's just we're in that little gray area where we're still implementing we're still integrating we're still and we unfortunately do some admin and that's the first thing i pull myself out of because it's not my thing.
0: And this no, is- no, no. I mean, working on that Shopify site, I had to, I had to do some YouTube uh, tutorials and I had to really dig in and say, you know, I mean, from my blogging experience and working in different platforms, WordPress, and I I've done all of that and can do all of that. Yeah. Um, like, I know that this can look a certain way. And I know it can operate in this way. So how am I going to make that happen? I yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah. I enjoyed working on my, uh, my other friend's um, website. It was WordPress, but it wasn't Divi themed mm-hmm. and that was very frustrating. And so I had to get my head around uh, something builder. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, is it Beaver Builder? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. And so limited. And yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I love that we're like talking nerdy. Back and WordPress
0: talk right now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just quite surprised that I like it because I I still am very limited in my experience in this. And so, yeah. you know, for example, I've got my own um, WordPress Divi-themed WordPress uh, website that I'm working on. And um, I've just encou- I encountered a, a, a bit of a roadblock on design uh, a couple of months ago, and then I walked away. So I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to
1: get back and get, yeah. and get that going on. Sometimes yeah. I I just have to do that. I have to walk yeah. away and come back, and it just gets clearer and clearer every time I get in there. But yeah. or ask a group. We have some people who are good at it who know. Yeah. And and
0: for me though, it's also about confidence, Emily. I am um, yeah. My confidence after the business, even though there was so much that I can toot my own horn for and say was really really successful, I walked away feeling really a, a bit like a failure, a whole lot like a failure, not not a bit. And so part of this whole. The last few months, um, a whole lot more than a few months, it's been almost a year now uh, of pivoting and reimagining who I am has come with a whole lot of, um, you know, I'm still in my head saying, oh, you can't you can't do this. You're not good enough to do this. And I'm like, yes, I am. So literally having to. I don't know, reprogram my brain into believing in myself again. So that's been really, really challenging. I'm still struggling with that. So a lot of times, like, for example, with the WordPress example I gave you, walking away, that's me in my head getting in my way. And so yeah. I just need to get back in, uh, uh, into it and do it because I know I'm capable of doing it.
1: But I'll also push down things that I don't have the mental capacity for, and then I'll just keep pushing them down. But I, I'm so thankful you shared that because I think a lot of us struggle for, with that, whether we have been off having babies and not working and just the, at the pace things changed and we can yeah. feel so behind with what other people are doing. But I mean, you're, you're living it right now, going in there and figuring things out and making it successful. I mean, you have, you have the knowledge it's just, and doing it, you know, who's to say next time won't not be different, you know, everything's going to change again. So it's like an uncomfortable zone that we stay in and it's not, it's hard. But gosh, like, in, I know you, you hear that, but just because your, your paint line might not have ended on a successful note, doesn't mean it was a
0: failure. You know, no, there was so much that was positive and, and I grew in ways that I never imagined. And like I said, in the beginning, tapping into a creativity that um, I never knew I had. And to think yeah. that between 40 and the age I'm at now, which we won't say, no. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be 57 this year, you guys. So <laughs> I'm getting up there. Uh, see, look at that. The, my COVID roots are showing, uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I mean, that's 17 years doing something completely different from what I had, um, you know, focused on for all those years prior to, you know? Yeah. So what was that? If I started work when I was in my teens, that's, 20 30 years in the admin industry before mm-hmm. and and in uh community development after that. Yeah, so which is a, essentially admin but with people involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that you're getting this experience now and realizing what you like because mm. that is that's just going to help you. And yeah, there are some things your clients just need to help you do cuz that's where they're at and that's mm-hmm. where they burning fire is but you're getting so much clarity by working in this unicorn role and it's, it's going to take off for you when you when you figure out what that thing is and you start finding yeah. the right clients
0: and stop and stop getting in my own way you know um yeah. imposter syndrome is real and uh and it's definitely something that you have to you have to kick your own self in your own butt and and move past it um you put up these postings emily that i I'm like, well, I could do that. That's totally me. And in a few instances, I've said, yeah, well, I'll apply for that. And then, you know, I get in my own way and I and I don't. Well, I don't have my resume ready and she wants that. And or I don't have my portfolio together. I don't have my website together. And I all these excuses that I always bring back up again. And then, but in the case of my current client, all of those things came up. And even the part when you said that she might be a bit of, you know, she's got a personality and she might be a bit challenging. And I even said to you, you know, do I want personality? I don't know that I want that. And yet I, that was one I thought to myself, this is, this is BS. Um, you need to just, you just need to approach her. And I did, I had nothing. I had none of these things I talked about website, yeah. you know, nothing. And I approached her and she was immediately, I think she saw, she, she knew where I was coming. She was, she knew I was from fat paint. Yeah. And, uh, and so she just, yeah, she says, I want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I didn't, and I honestly didn't know if that was going to be something you wanted to do or not. And so I'm glad we've had this one-on-one conversation because I can help you find better jobs. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't go for those admin roles. Don't, don't go be a Facebook community manager. Uh, I'm about to post one of those on our jobs. Don't put your name in that. Like you don't need that. We'll find something that's more um, on this side of like
0: art direction, art <laughs> direction.
1: Yeah. yeah. director, you know, like that stuff you'll have fun with, but you don't need to go there because you have, you have a lot of experience unless, you know, unless you want the money or you want the hours or you want to get in and work with somebody and grow into their person that does that. If it's somebody you really believe in and you're passionate about, it's not going to be fun for you. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, that's kind of the hard part is because um, I I am getting to the point where my savings are just about gone and I need to, uh, (laughs) to I need to to get more money up, but uh, that's another challenge for me is, Gosh, I'm going to sound so full of myself, but I feel that I'm worth a little bit more than $20 an hour. Oh um, yeah. If I were to go out and get an actual job, which I've already told you, I don't want to do working with an actual boss, the kind of money I know that I'm capable of making is probably 10 times that. Yeah. So yeah, but that means I've got to go out, <laughs> out yeah. into the world. <laughs> I'm There's quite content right here it. in my new apartment.
1: So, you know, get like your next client. I want you to increase your rate. Like don't do twenty eight dollars an hour. Like you're doing this. This was a confidence boost. We all need that. We all do yes. that. I think all of us question our hourly rates and our worth all of the time. So your next person, you're gonna you're you're gonna up it, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be a, just a little bit more confident. And then it's pretty soon once people start realizing you have all of this social media experience, like you could easily be at the consultant rate, right? and you won't even be thinking, double guessing the the job in the office.
0: Yeah you know, yeah, and people. the business background as well. That, um, yeah. that means that I understand their business.
1: Yeah. You, know? so you Get on that track to consultant visibility coach. Like you start doing that stuff and I'll, I'll like keep you in mind for that. So
0: I'm going to write visibility coach down. I like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, it's hot right now. So many people need that, that help. And if you're kind of, like you said, good with communications and connecting people and with your retailers, like I, I could see you doing well there. So tell us, since we barely talked about it, tell us what, tell us what made you sign up for the crash course and what you like learned the most from it.
0: Ah, uh, so, um, I think it's pretty clear that for the most part, I, I had the skill sets that Emily was already teaching. I already knew how to do largely what Emily was sharing with everybody. I didn't really know SEO. So I did learn that in the course and I was grateful for that, but truly I think it was, it harkens back to the conversation around imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I did not feel like I was legitimate enough uh, to be able to just walk into this world. And I wanted to have um, a whole lot more confidence in what it was I had to offer. And so taking the course and I, and I did, I went from the beginning to the end of it really helped to, um, to give me that, that sense of, yeah, yeah, I could totally do this. I belong here and, and I could totally be this unicorn. And, uh, I don't know, there needs to be like a, a higher above unicorn. Cause that's where I'm aiming is unicorn plus. Unicorn um, coach <laughs> <laughs> But also, um, I think, you know, one of the things that, that motivated me too was that even though I do have a business background, there were elements of the business end of being a VA. Like I've never put together an invoice for somebody because, well, that's not entirely true. No, the invoices we created for people were um, product-based. So it was different. Like how do I manage my time and how do I do these sorts of things? And those are the sorts of things that I really wanted to learn from Emily's course. Um, still trying to get my head around some of that, but, um, but the course, but that was one of the, that there was the, like I said, the, wanting to feel confident and sure of myself in a world that I was unfamiliar with yeah. and also wanting to try and get to understand um, the personal business admin element of things yeah, um, so that I would feel more confident moving forward. Cause yeah. there's no piece
1: of paper that says like, Hey, I can do it. I got the certification and it's a weird world right now. And I'm starting to see project management courses come up for online business managers and whatnot. But the, this other realm that we're in right now, you have to have faith in yourself. And I love, I've taken courses too, where I got, I gained nothing but confidence. Like, Oh God, I'm doing it right. Actually, I'm doing it better, but I don't want you to say that to my, my audience,
0: but it gives you that boost. And well, that's why I said unicorn plus is because, you know, Hey, I can do this and I can do it not better than, yeah. 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 yeah I have more in this world. Yeah, everybody's
1: coming to the table with something else they offer, some other industry, some other work experience mm-hmm. that just adds to that and makes it some kind of magical trifecta of.
0: That's right. I mean, you said you've got teachers that are coming in. I know that there are people who um, have have done, you know, haven't really done the admin, but have got other personality traits and things that they're bringing into the the equation. Um, I see it, to, you know, from your your the the people on the in the groups with us. So. Yeah. yeah, I love it. the vi- Their variety is terrific, and so much enthusiasm and support for one another, which is which is good too.
1: Yeah. And then already Melanie's in the group saying she has a client for you. She need, She has someone who needs more of a consultant. Mm. And I want you to jump on that. I'm just got nervous, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> I know. Consultations get me nervous, but you're going to fake it till you make it because you got the skills, you got the experience. You're not faking it because you know it. It's just hard because people's situations are different, but you get the visibility track. You know what social media is really trying to do here so you can yeah. scare them because they just people just get off path and they need you to come back and they need a
0: plan they want to be told what to do with sue what i had to, what i had to tell her she wanted to just dive right in i want this i want this i want this and i'm like hang on a second i need to just sit in the background for the next week and just have a look at what you're doing and uh and think about this and get my head around it so um yeah i mean you that's exactly what you said is exactly yeah. right, is, is you can fake it till you make it. But also, you know, you approach them, you say, this is what I'm capable of doing, but I'm not going to be able to do that just yet. Just give me a minute. I need to research you a little bit. See what it is that you're doing uh, before I can get a sense of how we should, how I can help you and how, how we can move forward together. Uh, a
1: lot of them are inconsistent. A lot of business owners are very inconsistent online. We're all trying to do so much. And by having hiring you, you're kind of like their fitness coach. You know, Mm -hmm. like you show up to the gym and you do the work because somebody's watching. Like there's a whole uh, mindset behind this accountability. And that consultant world is no different. It just doesn't sound, sound so pretty when I say it out loud like that. But all of my clients struggle with consistency and they wanted somebody to come in there and whip them into shape.
0: Yeah. And I think when I talk about helping people with their branding, that's kind of actually what I'm talking about. I don't, I'm not going to design the logo, but I want to help them to say, you know, this is the brand that you've identified. Now let's solidify that and make it really, you know, visible and there for people to gravitate toward. That's what brand is all about is we talked about it earlier in relation to Facebook lives, showing your true, real personality. That's branding.
1: Yes. And so many people, when I start working with them, the first thing I do is give them like little, I don't know, come in there tearing everything apart, but little like touches to their Facebook page, you know, little things we can change, like get rid of some selfies, you know, just like little tweaks. And I kind of test them and see how they are. If if they're pushing back on me, if they're open and I'll get a feel for a good fit. I start seeing if they can email every week, if they can show up for me, I can show up for them. So I can't thank you enough for being here. We actually have Carolyn on next. So Carolyn, go ahead and click on the link so you can join us. I hope you have
0: it. Yeah, and and Carolyn, I apologize. We took a bit of uh, time, Carolyn's time. So (laughs) thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Isn't
1: Victoria amazing? So right now, she's offering digital media support, content creation, and e-visibility solutions to her clients. She works with them to enhance their brand. She has that fabulous eye for design, and she is going places. I see her being a very high-level consultant in no time. I just love hearing the real stories of people who are kicking booty online, who had the gumption to start and follow their dreams and build a business that works with their lifestyle. Next week, we're going to be talking to a ghost blog writer who worked for Dirt Sheep. And now she's turned into a six-figure copywriter and course creator. And I want you to hear from her because I want you to see what the possibilities are when you start and you get the experience. Victoria is laying the groundwork for her business to get there. I can't wait to check in with her in a year and see where she's at. So next week, we're going to bring someone who has put in her time, done the work, learn the digital marketing, and she is going places. But in our very next episode, we're gonna cover the five digital marketing areas every freelancer should know. Whether you're going to niche down in copywriting, website, design, content management, you need to know these five areas. So tune in then, and don't forget to sign up for the masterclass. I'll see you soon, bye. Ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online? Head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become the unicorn. Check out VA CrashCourse From one end to
0: the end. Uh, to the to
1: She's, she's here watching. So that actually worked out. Well, I kept kind of waiting for her to pop in here, but I am um, doing everything by the seat of my pants today. Just,
0: so what did, do, do I, do I exit now? Is okay. that what oh, you're
1: know? right. doing? So I'll say what we're going to do is after we're done, mm-hmm. will you pop back in the group and share your social media handles just
0: where people can follow you and watch you? Cause we know you're mm-hmm. going to go big. You want me to write it in the contents? content um,